Chapter Ten of Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Geeson. Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book Two, by Francois Rabelais translated by sir thomas urquhart of cromarty and peter anthony motteux chapter x how pantagruel judged so equitably of a controversy which was wonderfully obscure and difficult that by reason of his just decree therein he was reputed to have a most admirable judgment pantagruel very well remembering his father's letter and admonitions would one day make trial of his knowledge thereupon in all the carrefour that is throughout all the four quarters streets and corners of the city he set up conclusions to the number of nine thousand seven hundred sixty and four in all manner of learning touching in them the hardest doubts that are in any science and first of all in the fodder street he held dispute against all the regents or fellows of colleges artists or masters of arts and orators and did so gallantly that he overthrew them and set them all upon their tails he went afterwards to the sorbonne where he maintained argument against all the theologians or divines for the space of six weeks from four o'clock in the morning until six in the evening except an interval of two hours to refresh themselves and take their repast and at this were present the greatest part of the lords of the court the masters of requests presidents councillors those of the accompts secretaries advocates and others as also the sheriffs of the said town with the physicians and professors of the canon law amongst which it is to be remarked that the greatest part were stubborn jades and in their opinions obstinate but he took such course with them that for all their ergos and fallacies he put their backs to the wall gravelled them in the deepest questions and made it visibly appear to the world that compared to him they were but monkeys and a knot of muffled calves whereupon everybody began to keep a bustling noise and talk of his so marvellous knowledge through all degrees of persons of both sexes even to the very laundresses brokers roast meat sellers penknife makers and others who when he passed along in the street would say this is he in which he took delight as demosthenes the prince of greek orators did when an old crouching wife pointing at him with her fingers said that is the man <clears throat> now at this same very time there was a process or suit in law depending in court between two great lords 
of which one was called my lord kissbreech plaintiff of one side and the other my lord suckfist defendant of the other whose controversy was so high and difficult in law that the court of parliament could make nothing of it and therefore by the commandment of the king there were assembled four of the greatest and most learned of all the parliaments of france together with the great council and all the principal regents of the universities not only of france but of england also and italy such as jason philippus decius petrus de petronibus and a rabble of other old rabbinists who being thus met together after they had thereupon consulted for the space of six-and-forty weeks finding that they could not fasten their teeth in it nor with such clearness understand the case as that they might in any manner of way be able to write it or take up the difference between the two aforesaid parties it did so grievously vex them that they most villainously conshit themselves for shame in this great extremity one amongst them named du douay the learnedest of all and more expert and prudent than any of the rest whilst one day they were thus at their wits end all to be danced and philogrobalized in their brains said unto them we have been here my masters a good long space without doing anything else than trifle away both our time and money and can nevertheless find neither brim nor bottom in this matter for the more we study about it the less we understand therein which is a great shame and disgrace to us and a heavy burden to our consciences yea such that in my opinion we shall not rid ourselves of it without dishonour unless we take some other course for we do nothing but dote in our consultations see therefore what i have thought upon you have heard much talking of that worthy personage named master pantacruel who hath been found to be learned above the capacity of this present age by the proofs he gave in those great disputations which he held publicly against all men my opinion is that we send for him to confer with him about this business for never any man will encompass the bringing of it to an end if he do it not hereunto all the counsellors and doctors willingly agreed and according to that their result having instantly sent for him they entreated him to be pleased to canvass the process and sift it thoroughly that after a deep search and narrow examination of all the points thereof he might forthwith make the report unto them such as he shall think good in true and legal knowledge 
to this effect they delivered into his hands the bags wherein were the writs and pancarts concerning that suit which for bulk and weight were almost enough to lade four great couillards or stoned asses that pantagruel said unto them are the two lords between whom this debate and process is yet living it was answered him yes to what a devil then said he serve so many paltry heaps and bundles of papers and copies which you give me is it not better to hear their controversy from their own mouths whilst they are face to face before us than to read these vile fopperies which are nothing but trumperies deceits diabolical cousinages of cepola pernicious slights and subversions of equity for i am sure that you and all those through whose hands this process has passed have by your devices added what you could to it pro et contra in such sort that although their difference perhaps was clear and easy enough to determine at first you have obscured it and made it more intricate by the frivolous sottish unreasonable and foolish reasons and opinions of accursius baldus bartolus de castro de imola hippolytus panormo bertachin alexander curtius and, and those other old mastiffs who never understood the least law of the pandects they being mere blockheads and great tithe calves ignorant of all that which was needful for the understanding of the laws for as is most certain they had not the knowledge either of the greek or latin tongue but only of the gothic and barbarian the laws nevertheless were first taken from the greeks according to the testimony of ulpian liber posterior de origine juris which we likewise may perceive by that all the laws are full of greek words and sentences and then we find that they are reduced into a latin style the most elegant and ornate that whole language is able to afford without excepting that of any that ever wrote therein nay not of sallust varro cicero seneca titus livius nor quintilian how then could these old dotards be able to understand aright the text of the laws who never in their time had looked upon a good latin book as doth evidently enough appear by the rudeness of their style which is fitter for a chimney-sweeper or for a cook or a scullion than for a jurisconsultant doctor in the laws furthermore seeing the laws are excerpted out of the middle of moral and natural philosophy how should these fools have understood it that have by God, studied less in philosophy than my mule in respect of human learning and the knowledge of antiquities and history 
they were truly laden with those faculties as a toad is with feathers and yet of all this the laws are so full that without it they cannot be understood as i intend more fully to show unto you in a peculiar treatise which on that purpose i am about to publish therefore if you will that i take any meddling in this process first cause all these papers to be burnt secondly make the two gentlemen come personally before me and afterwards when i shall have heard them i will tell you my opinion freely without any feignedness or dissimulation whatsoever some amongst them did contradict this motion as you know that in all companies there are more fools than wise men and that the greater part always surmounts the better as saith titus livius in speaking of the carthaginians but the foresaid du douay held the contrary opinion maintaining that pantagruel had said well and what was right in affirming that these records bills of inquest replies rejoinders exceptions depositions and other such diableries of truth entangling writs were but engines wherewith to overthrow justice and unnecessarily to prolong such suits as did depend before them and that therefore the devil would carry them all away to hell if they did not take another course and proceeded not in times coming according to the prescripts of evangelical and philosophical equity in fine all the papers were burnt and the two gentlemen summoned and personally convented at whose appearance before the court pantagruel said unto them are you they that have this great difference betwixt you yes my lord said they which of you said pantagruel is the plaintiff it is i said my lord kissbreech go to then my friend said he and relate your matter unto me from point to point according to the real truth or else by cock's body if i find you to lie so much as in one word i will make you shorter by the head and take it from off your shoulders to show others by your example that in justice and judgment men ought to speak nothing but the truth therefore take heed you do not add or impair anything in the narration of your case begin End of chapter ten